raw, uncut, and unapologetic. Welcome to Men Talking Mindfulness with your hosts John McCaskill and Will Schneider. Here we focus on helping men and those with men in their lives solve some of life's complex challenges through understanding the practices of mindfulness and how they can help. Each episode is in an environment free of judgment and criticism with a focus on authenticity and inner peace. Let's dig in. We've all heard some version of the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But how many times are we more harsh with ourselves than we are with others? How rarely do we practice self-compassion? Now, several months ago, we had Dr. Jim Doty on the show. Jim is a neurosurgeon, philanthropist, entrepreneur, author, and founder of the Center for Compassion and Altruism Research and Education, CARE at Stanford. In his book, Into the Magic Shop, which we covered in that show, in that episode, Jim covers the power of compassion and how it serves as the foundation for so much else. Will is going through one of CCARE's courses right now, and I'm sure we'll cover what he's learning there. Very much looking forward to hearing all about that. Additionally, I recently listened to the Book of Joy while driving to Texas with my mom. Again, that's the Book of Joy. In the Book of Joy, Archbishop Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama came together in Dharamsala, India, to celebrate the Dalai Lama's 80th birthday. And this is back in 2015 when Bishop Desmond Tutu was still alive. And they came together to create what they hoped would be a gift for others. In this amazing read, the two of them discuss how important compassion is, not only to help society run more smoothly and with more love and free of pain, but also for us to feel joy and live a more fulfilling life individually. They actually say to live a life of joy is impossible without compassion and more specifically self-compassion. All right, welcome to Men Talking Mindfulness. I am John McCaskill. Each week, my co-host, Will Schneider, and I break down and demystify an aspect of mindfulness and make it meaningful to you. This week, we're covering self-compassion, and we're going to delve right into that here in a moment. But for first, I'm going to turn it over to my brother from another mother, Will, for some announcements. Good to be back, John. Uh, thank you. I'm really excited for this uh, This topic today is self-compassion. I'm actually taking their Cultivating the Heart course is the name of the course. I'm taking it with Stanford through CCARES with Dr. Jody's, uh, Dr. Jody's Foundation, who was actually funded by the Dalai Lama. So it's nice that you kind of made a little link there yeah. and bringing joy into the conversation as we begin to talk about compassion as well. So announcements. Um, yeah, join our YouTube. We're growing on our YouTube. Uh, I'm gonna be, we're going to be adding more uh, during the break. We have a little break coming up uh, in a few weeks um, You know, to just you know, be with our families during the holidays. So if you want to join our YouTube, you can just simply on YouTube, go to at men talking mindfulness and find us. And you can go back and look at, um, old snippets of episodes we've done. We have a bunch of the, um, you know, little mindfulness, uh, things that I've created back in the past. We have meditations on there. So a lot of content out there. If you just want to drop in for four or five minutes and, and get a little, uh, taste of the wisdom that comes from the show. So thanks for supporting us over there on YouTube. Save the date, everybody. We have a retreat coming on the East Coast, East Coast, uh, May 18th to the 21st uh, here in upstate New York. Uh, we found a great space. Uh, we signed a contract uh, last week. The money is delivered uh, as we speak, is being delivered as we speak. So save the date. We're going to do another mindfulness adventure retreat in upstate New York on the East Coast, May 21st or May 18th. Sorry, May 18th to the 21st. Um, and it's going to be a really great time and a nice immersive experience and a gorgeous, very, very peaceful. I went up to this place, John, very peaceful place I'm to excited. be, which will really help you. I know it's going to be fantastic. It's going to help you just to kind of detach from the technology, get deeper into yourself. They have, it's on 400 acres and it's seven miles of walking trails. It's, it's really a magnificent space. As soon as, as soon as I got out of the car, I was like, whoa, this is a different energy. So I'm excited <laughs> to bring that to our participants and, and continually offer that to our audience. Um, and it sounds like we'll probably fill it up, I'm sure. We can take like spaces limited, like 20, 25 people. Uh, we're also offering uh, Wednesday, I offer Wednesday night, 6.30 p.m. I call it the midweek refresh, ses refresh 
sesh on Inside Timer. It's free. It's virtual. It's live, 6.30 p.m. Wednesday. So if you want to drop in just for 30 minutes and do a little breath of meditation just to kind of help you get back to yourself, maybe release some stress from the day or from the week, and begin to enhance your meditation practice, even if you've never done a practice before, join me on Wednesdays. I uh, would really be great. Um, that's 6 30 p.m eastern right yeah eastern time 6 30 p.m eastern time live um and maybe you can drop that in show notes john i'll, I'll put the yeah, link in here absolutely. in the notes in a great way because i'm gonna do it every week and we're have a little audience growing over there and so it's just a great way just to and kind of teach you know in in a, in, a, in a free and live format i thought it'd be great and will's so. got a lot of content on there just like he does on on youtube he's got a lot of meditations on there um it's not just this live stuff you can check out Will and myself on Inside Timer. Mm -hmm. Shameless there for both of us. No, oh, hell yeah, dude. The shameless, we're, we're spreading the love, John. We're spreading the love. There's no right. shame in spreading love and mindfulness right. and peace across the world, right? That's right. Amen. Anyway, um, so little five breaths, John. You want to jump in and Let's do that? Do, do you want me to? Yeah, uh, yeah man. I'll jump in and I'll lead it. Yeah. All good, okay. man. Um, so, and I need it. I was, I was telling our EA this morning, uh, Lindsay, that, uh, and this this show is perfect timing on self compassion. Uh, I had a little a little stressful morning with my kids, and and uh, it, it reached kind of a pinnacle point. And I, I noticed that I started to get upset, and then I got upset with myself for getting upset, and I started to beat myself up. And I was on this downward spiral, and I was like, okay, I've got to do the stop right STOP, which I know you're going to get into later in the episode what that means. Uh, but I needed that. And now I need this five breaths just to calm myself down and get back into the, the state of peace, the state of readiness, the state of calm. So for those listening, for those watching, whatever is safe and comfortable for you, get into that position. And then just bring yourself and your attention to your breath. And let's begin by emptying our lungs bringing that navel to your spine, empty, empty, empty. And this is where we'll start. Deep breath in through your nose, filling your lungs all the way up. Noticing that fullness at the top, holding it and release, 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 emptying all the way out, holding empty at the bottom. That's one deep breath in, filling that belly into your chest, center of your chest and top of your chest. Hold at the top and release, release, release. Holding empty, 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 appreciating that emptiness. Deep breath in from the bottom to the top. Hold at the top and let it go. Let it go nice and slow. Slow, slow, empty, 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 deep breath in, feeling that, feeling that breath, your breath coming into your lungs, holding at the top and release, 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 empty, 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 last one, deep breath in, feeling that. Noticing it, being with it, hold at the top, and that is it, letting it go, letting it go, and now bring some movement into your body, moving your head around, rolling your shoulders, maybe moving your fingers, and if your eyes were closed, blinking them open, and here we are talking about self-compassion and how important it is, and one of the things that we always do, or not, not always, but at least a lot of the time try to do is define what it is we're here to talk about. So let's define what self-compassion is. Will. Uh, okay. Should we start with uh, this quote by Kristen Neff, who's like yeah. a modern day kind of sage around compassion? Yes. Uh, She's great. All right. I'm reading her book right now. It's fantastic. Oh, which one? Uh, it's it's entitled Self-Compassion. Oh, it's, okay. uh, it's actually, we've got some snippets from the book that I pulled okay. off websites that I didn't realize were in the book yeah, until yeah. today. So yeah. And she, she has a lot of Ted talks and YouTubes and stuff out there as well. And, and yeah. we reached out to her to get her on the show. So hopefully that'll, um, that'll materialize. Okay. Yeah. So here's a quote. Hey, if you're listening and you know, yeah. Kristen, <laughs> Kristen Neff, 
And we would, love it. we would love it if you guys could connect us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. More brothers and sisters need to hear this. Everybody right. needs to hear about more self-compassion. So here we go. I'm going to be very self-compassionate and try not to fuck up this, this quote. I'm just going to say, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. You may try to change in ways that allow you to be more healthy and happy, but none of, but this is done because you care about yourself, not because you are worthless or unacceptable as you are. Perhaps most importantly, having compassion for yourself means that you honor and accept your humanness. Things um, will not always go the way you want them to. You will encounter frustrations. Losses will occur. uh, You will make mistakes, bump up against your limitations, fall short of your ideals. This is the human condition, a reality shared by all of us. The more you open your heart to this reality, instead of constantly fighting against it, the more you will be able to feel compassion for yourself and all other fellow human beings in the experience of life. That's beautiful by Chris. That's awesome. By, that's, that's Kristen Neff. Beautiful uh, quote by her. Um, and um, yeah, so that's kind of our, our nice baseline here. So really what I'm gathering from this, John, as I read it, is accepting our humanness, accepting our flaws, accepting right. the way life flows, wins, losses, ups, downs, sadness, happiness, like, you know, like relationships fail, I fail here, I win there. Um, and, and just really self-compassion seems to be a great elixir, uh, if you will, that just allows us to be present um, which is a big part of what I learned during the cultivating the heart with during the sea cares is like really just compassion really helps to be present. Um, and it, you know, allows us to, to, um, when things do not go the way that we want, or we begin to get subsumed by negative feelings or something like that, like self-compassion, that's what we're calling the self-compassion to the rescue, because it really makes a huge difference because it really begins to wire us into, okay, I'm just human and humans right. are flawed. We're completely flawed. Uh, how about yourself, John? What uh, well, what, read what this? jumped out yeah. from that quote, and and it's similar to love, right? It's not the same self love mm-hmm. and self compassion, not the same, right. um, but in I, I believe it's similar in that we talk about or people talk about that you cannot love others without loving yourself first. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't truly be compassionate with others, which we all know is so important to. Um, so much else. It's a part of love. It's a part of a functioning society, a healthy functioning society. It's part of a functioning, healthy relationship with your friends, your colleagues, your romantic relationships. But you can't do that without self-compassion. If you're completely beating yourself up all the time, then Mm. you're not practicing self-compassion. And then that leads to beating up others uh, resentment for others, resentment for yourself. It's uh, it's that self-compassion is what all the other compassion is built upon. Right. So that's uh, I love that she finished it with the more you will be able to feel compassion for yourself and all your fellow humans in the experience of life. That's that's yeah. awesome. Well, th- th- I like this also in our notes here. It's like self-compassion entails being warm and understanding towards ourselves when we. F- when we suffer, fail, or feel inadequate, rather than ignoring our pain or flagellating ourselves with self-criticism, which like you experienced yesterday, I yesterday, probably experienced right? it half the day, <laughs> every day. I, I, I experienced you know? it yesterday. Uh, yeah, for, for those of you who don't know, so uh, we're recording this one uh, off cycle. We're recording on a Tuesday. Normally we do this on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the next few Fridays between Thanksgiving and some work uh, and personal things, I'm not able to record. So I started to beat myself up because of my busy schedule. Um, and then and then a, another wrench was thrown in the works at the last second. And I was texting Will. I'm like, hey, we need to adjust this. We need to adjust that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is sucks. I, I'm, a, I'm a terrible person, basically, is what I was feeling. I'm like, I'm a terrible colleague to Will because I'm constantly flexing and having to move things around or ask him to flex with me as I move things around. And as I was doing that, Will re- replied, he was like, hey, man, it's all good. We're doing the best we can. And I realized that in those texts, 
Mm. <laughs> back that text conversation back and forth. I was doing this self-flagellation <laughs> exactly. uh, and self-criticism. <laughs> I was like, I'm the worst. Uh, and then I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to practice some self-compassion as we prepare for our episode on self-compassion. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, yeah, man. Uh, well, good job. Uh, well, there's a, there's a bunch, you know, um, we can keep talking about our per personal experiences if we want, John. Uh, I have a bunch of notes that we can kind of run through that are really yeah. I kind of, you know, um, talked about or, or like or was running through to pre in pre preparation for this. I'm um, actually this Wednesday is our eighth eighth of the, eight, the last week of eight weeks um, with the cultivating the heart course, and I'm learning a ton. Yeah, tons, um, man. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, well, I'll give you some snippets, and then we can dive a little bit deeper into the notes. So, uh, I thought it would be great to move into the power of self compassion, a big component of self compassion, or, or, or of compassion in general, and 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 self compassion as well, is being an active listener, right? And and what does it mean to listen on the inside? Is like you know that 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 with the practice of meditation, the practice of mindfulness, the practice of self compassion is all about going inside, going on the inside, going on the inside. And we go on the inside, and we get quiet and. It helps to find our breath and release stress by, you know, staying active and meditating and all the things we talk about during the show. We get into that intuitive. We get more in touch with the this whatever is going on in the inside, the source of love and kindness and inspiration. And and so we can listen to that and actively maybe kind of listen to that and follow that in some ways, but also in our relationships outside, uh, you know, uh, other than ourselves, just to simply actively listen to somebody and hold space without judgment. And kind of I like the way that one of our teachers described it as going along for the ride with them as you listen instead of like and let things happen instead of, you know, active listening, I, I thought was uh, is not uh, where's my notes here is not trying to fix things. Uh, yeah. OK. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Where, where, where? Not trying to fix their problems, not trying to uh, solve things, not trying to negotiate in some ways. Um, and, uh, and just instead of trying to change anything from what they're saying, just simply actively listen is a very huge uh, piece of compassion. Um, and I also, what, what we're learning is dose dependent. You know, the more mindful and present we become, the more, um, you know, we become more present for other people. And, you know, we, the more where we want to practice because of the feelings that come through um, of just being present with other people. What was that? Um, dose dependent? Dose, dose dependent, dose, right? Okay. Yeah. So I like that. I, yeah. I, that is a good concept, like right? So it's like the more you show up, the more you get quiet, the more you begin to continually practice more self-compassion, not that flagellating, you know, criticism and, and like yeah. kind of going hating on yourself, the more you're going to be able to be more compassionate uh, for other people. And maybe that, that compassion just also can show up just not just shutting your mouth and not even like kind of commenting on a particular situation or not even trying to help and just yeah just it, just stay we may have talked about this this yeah. commercial before it's an old commercial and i forget what it's advertising but it's it starts behind uh it starts with a like a image from behind the couch and there's a couple sitting on the couch and the the woman is talking to the man about you know, the pressure that she's feeling and how uncomfortable things are. And the camera slowly pans, slowly pans, and it continues to pan. And he's just looking at her. And she, <laughs> once it gets to the front or where you can see her forehead, she has a nail in her forehead. Uh, yeah. And he's like, well, if we just pull the nail out and she's like, it's not about the nail. She's like, I just want you to listen to me. I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to listen. It's, and it's a joke, right? I mean, she right. obviously has this actual nail coming out of her forehead. And if, if you did pull that out, it would, it would definitely help. But that's where we, uh, we want to, when we try to practice quote unquote active listening, we're like, oh, well, active listening is wanting to fix something, right. uh, is, is wanting to help to fix their situation when, when in actuality, it's just being with them. It's being with them, not uh, doing right. something to them. Well, that's one thing that's a really important um, distinction they make as well. Like, and an, uh, active compassion is being with somebody and not for them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, being with them, meaning like they talk about it like you're in a tennis court, you stay on your side of the court. Right. Whereas like, yes, I mean, compassion, you know, part of com compassion is to is to the wanting to see others or to lessen their suffering or, 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 or to see them to stop suffering. But there's a big difference when we get into that space of um, of 
of uh, I'm with you or I'm for you. I'm here. I'm here for you, which they can you lose your own agency in that point. You lose like you, you begin to cross over the over the fence or over mm-hmm. the, you know, over the, the net or whatever. And then and then you become a part of their suffering. Mm. So it's like there, there's like a really um, interesting distinction here. They also talk about empathic distress, which I thought was like a really versus um, uh, empathic care. Uh, I don't know if you if wow. we want to go yeah, down man. that, help, that help rabbit me, hole. Help me, help me understand that the the, okay. the empathic stress, empathic care. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got I got a bunch of notes on that. So, uh, um, and so empathic care is defined is characterized by uh, tenderness, caring, openness, and warmth. Okay, leads to others uh, react uh, others related emotions, positive feelings. Leads to others related emotions, positive feelings, including love, good health, and connection. This is empathic care, right? Um, an awareness of others' suffering and understanding their experience, rather than feeling their pain. That's gonna that's gonna shift over to empathic distress, which I'll talk about in a second. Okay. All right. Um, so again, it's an awareness of others' suffering. Okay, so I could see like, oh my God, like yeah. I feel so bad for that person, right? right. And uh, understanding their experience, right? That's that's like kind of being human with them, yeah. right? Rather than feeling their pain, so not taking on someone's pain, okay. right? I know, like I had a friend a long time ago that uh, I, when I was going through this course, uh, she's just a lovely, lovely, lovely woman, uh, and she's deep into her practice of meditation and yoga and. And uh, she works in like the social media industry and like, you know, a social media presence for people and companies and stuff like that. And, you know, she would go into class and she would like start to like cry, you know, because someone else was like really upset or she can feel someone else's pain or something like that. And her teacher was like, you know, well, ask yourself, uh, or <laughs> ask yourself, is, is that your pain? And mm-hmm. if it's not your pain, right, then, then, you, then, then you're going into empathic distress and, mm-hmm. and causing pain for yourself. Okay. Um, so, um, and, and then again, those here's a, who are, who are, who are true empaths. Yeah. This is something that they struggle with. Like yeah, they exactly. We can't yeah. drive down the road and, you know, see someone homeless, like a homeless person or something right. without right. really taking on that, that yeah. stress, that distress. Right. Um, right. To, yeah. Now, so now I'm, I'm starting to see the difference here. Yeah. And the last thing it says here in the notes, it, it's an under, uh, it's an understanding that it's, that it's their pain. Okay. Again, it's their pain. That's their, it's their, I'm, I'm here with you. I'm, I'm observing. Right. But I'm not necessarily like uh, here to rescue or, 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 or pull you out of your, of your, of your pain. And, okay. and there is obviously a fine line here because you, you do want to help other people, but it's yeah. like, um, you know, so how to increase empathic care, I thought was good. So there's two ways uh, through mindfulness awareness that it's happening and a focus on the present moment. Right. So it's the ability to be where you are doing what you're doing, aware of my body, mind and my environment and being present to what's happening and non-judgmentally accepting uh, this. This helps to regulate our distress. OK, so that that's so one way. Again, increased empathic care is being mindful and being aware and being in the present moment, you know, and um, and being aware of my mind, body and my environment. OK, but not necessarily, um, you know, you know, not yeah, So not necessarily trying to necessarily do anything. OK, and second one is awareness that this is not your suffering. It's theirs. Uh, you know, and again, this is uh, this uh, this is your pain, not mine. I am here. F- I am here with you, not for you. And uh, these phrases remind me that I can even make a moment uh, or I can take a moment uh, sitting back and feeling and, and sitting in my own two feet on the ground here and here, here present with my own agency. So it's just like, so I hope I'm making sense of that. Yeah. Um, any questions there with the, with no, the that's, empathic uh, that's, care? that's helpful to, to help kind of understand the two. So empathic care mm-hmm. is closer to compassion than empathic it is compassion right well empathic distress we're going to go here's a whole thing here right here what is empathic distress and again this is the this is the opposite when one feels distressed or gets triggered over another person's suffering Mm. okay so this is taking on someone's suffering this is imbuing it and feeling it and then being like maybe you're in tears or or you know um you know, and I do definitely do. I get sad, you know, when sure. I see people suffering, you know, of course. Um, and because and, and, I, I mean, I'm a human being and, and I'm definitely an empathic, but I but I don't go deeply into distress. 
um, you know, one time I did, there was actually, I was walking, I was here up on 23rd street, uh, in, in Manhattan and I walked by, oh, this is so hard for me. I, I walked by this woman and she had two young kids next to her and she's looking for food. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I just immediately flipped out, walked into the store next to him. There's like a, some really cool like grocery store next to him. I bought him like $40 of groceries and put the bags next to him on the way out. Like I just, I couldn't help. I couldn't help yeah. myself. I was like, to see the kids, I was like, yeah, of oh course. my God, like, right. Anyway, um, so that was, I guess I was acting in empathic distress, but I really just feel I needed to do something because I didn't want to see anybody, especially those kids go hungry. Okay, so that's the first part. One feels distress and gets triggered by another person suffering. It, it is discomfort, upset, and suffering in response to suffering. Okay, that's what empathic distress is. It is discomfort, upset, and suffering in response to suffering. Right. Empathic distress can be a form of your own trauma response to the suffering of others. I think this is a big distract. This is a big one here because of something that happened in your past. You might identify yourself with the other person that's suffering. So therefore, it relives your, your suffering and then you get into empathic distress. Yeah. OK. And it goes on a little bit further. We go into our own flight, fight, flight, freeze uh, in response to their suffering, right? So we begin to boom, we get really, that's what the whole triggering is. Um, it leads to, uh, uh, self-related emotions, stress, poor health, burnout, and, uh, withdrawal. So that's where empathic and stress could boom, put you into a, into a very negative space. Um, you know, poor health, burnout, stress, empathic distress comes from your own wounds and the ways, uh, we defend and protect against them. I thought that was interesting too. So again, that kind of comes back to what we said earlier or, or we just mentioned about relieving your own trauma in some ways. Feels like an effort. Yeah, it feels like an effort and is very limited and always draining. That's another aspect of empathic distress. It may feel like your pain and suffering is your, it may feel like their pain and suffering is yours. So that's um, empathic distress versus um, empathic care. Right. So anything, so how do we, I, hope that, I hope this is helpful. So the, so the empathic yeah. care is compassion, whereas empathic distress, it causes a lot of this negativity. Right. How does that tie to self-compassion? So the empathic okay. care right. and compassion are, are synonymous. So how does empathic care tie to self-care? And how do we, how do we practice that without, a, uh, without delving into some form of, of like self that the flagellation, right, that we talked about. So right, we're, we're right. starting to feel this this distress, and then we start to beat ourselves up about that. And you know, something that that I saw in our notes, which really like blew me away, was that beating yourself up. So this self flagellation that we talked about, mm-hmm. beating yourself up, is a paradoxical form of self centeredness. So oh, you, right. you're beating yourself up. Yeah, thinking that. By beating yourself up, you're going to actually, I don't know, um, make things better, make things better for those around you, make things better for yourself. But what you're really doing is is trying to make yourself, uh, you're, you're punishing yourself. Right. And you're thinking that by punishing yourself, you're going to ultimately feel better and be better. And yeah. it's all tied to self-centeredness. <laughs> the op, the, yeah it's wild wild which no I it's great i mean but, it's, but it's so yeah, true, think about it right so yeah like, so true so again true. like this morning right my my example with my kids i was i started to get frustrated with them and then i started to get upset at myself for being frustrated and i started to beat myself up well why was i beating myself up i was beating myself up so that i would feel as though i had done something right that i had there done something to um almost warrant some level of forgiveness. Okay, well, now I've beaten myself up, you know, some level to the level that, okay, now I've done this, now I can forgive myself. And now they can forgive me for being frustrated. And it was right. all self-driven, self, yeah, uh, right? Exactly. So, so it's really interesting how that, that beating yourself up is that paradoxical form of self-centeredness. I love that you put that. Did you get that from C-Care? Yeah, I did. I get that. Yeah. I, re- I was like, boom, that really hit me in the face. Yeah, it's like, for sure. You know, big time. And, I, and what, what, we, what we're doing throughout the program in order to develop more self-care is, well, the distinction that, you know, and we talked about this with my buddy Dan St. Pierre in the show, and we did that episode on heartfulness. And, and yeah. we kept seeing more of this theme as we went in 
deeper into the season is like the mind and the heart, the difference between the mind and the heart, you know, the, the mind divides, discerns, dissects, like, and needs to like, everything has, has, have place, microphone, plant back there, right. You know, chair, wall, you know, coffee cup, right. Cause that we need to, we, this is important in order to be in this world of, of, of this material world. But how we are as human beings are from living from the heart. And the heart is this unifying energy, mm. right? It's not separating energy. It's unifying energy. And the way that we begin to develop more self-compassion is to get out of the mind, right? And everything's got to be divided, right? And this is how we get into those that egoic way of thinking, you know, it's all about me, all about me, all about me. Um, and that's just all from the mind. But we get deeper into the heart through these practices. So we're doing a lot of loving kindness meditations. Mm, yeah. um, you, have, you mentioned, James, this all, you know, based on a lot of the foundation of this is based on, you know, the basis of the magic shop into the magic shop with, with Dodie. And, and first is to relax the body, mm. relax the body, get away from the stress. That's the, that was the first week. And then we opened up an active listening and then and then we went deeper into the compassion and self-compassion. And, and you know, the work we're working with these last, um, you know, six uh, last six week six and seven is getting into understanding empathic distress and understanding you know empathic care um but we had to first begin to relax the body and, and it's just literally taking time dose dependent right if you're going to get deeper into the heart and begin to understand and begin to attune to the frequency and the love that's already in the heart is already there john it's get it takes practice it's going right. to take a lot of practice and 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 uh, and the, where you start developing compassion is that self compassion, and it's like you did, like again you had a great example of it, you know, of of you stopping yourself from beating yourself up, and and just and then stop right. We yeah, talked about stop. Perfect. That's yeah. What I was about oh, right. Yep. So stop. It, you know, I had a, a little IG post on this, and it's S T O P. It uh, st- well, in, in this case, it stands for, and maybe we should actually I had a friend, <laughs> a cousin of mine. He goes, does stop really stand for st- stop S right? take a breath, observe and proceed. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, and I was like, Jack, I was like, I, I don't think it does, but I wish that's what it fucking actually like he, meant, he right? thinks. He, th- he, he thinks stop like every actually. stop sign. Hey, is let's an make, acronym. Let's, hey, hey, let's make it that way. Like you got to stop. Yeah. You got to yeah. stop at the stop sign. You got to take a breath. You do have to observe what's going on and then exactly. proceed. So maybe and he's right. Proceed. Maybe that's what it's been. Right. The whole time. <laughs> what I would add to this is proceed with kindness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Proceed with self-kindness. Proceed with that. kindness for other people. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like and taking that breath. And that's why we yourself. do the breath. Yeah. That's why we do the breath in the beginning. Calm down. Right. You know, observe in a because once we calm down, we're able to observe in a present way. And when you're more present, we're naturally more compassionate because we're not all up in the, the you know, the rage or whatever or the right. dissection of the mind. And we're into the body, into the heart, and then we can proceed. And right. And, you know, I mean, how many times do we say it, John, or how many times have you, any of who's listening, uh, have heard it in so many different places? It's like, it's amazing what loving kindness can do and patience and all the qualities and values and virtues that come with being kind and being compassionate and the, and the doors that open up and the conversations that happen and the opportunities that come your way, you know, and, and the relationships that begin to happen in your life by being more present calm and compassionate it's like it, it's right. really just it opens up so much so uh you know go ahead well i want to like we've we've been talking about self-compassion for a while right but the, okay, the yeah. word itself self-compassion or the words yeah. mm-hmm. um they they get a bad rap right you're talking about okay well you're being compassionate to towards yourself but that's really just weakness it's self-pity um, it's, uh, and this is coming off of Kristen Neff's, uh, yeah. website and, and her book, she talks about what misperceptions, uh, there are, or misconceptions there are about, um, self-compassion. And one of them is that it's self-pity. The next one is that it's self-indulgence. And the next one mm-hmm. is that it's self-esteem. Mm, yeah. And, and she says, Self-compassion is not self-pity. When individuals feel self-pity, they become immersed in their own problems and forget that others have similar problems. That's the thing. I know I get wrapped up in that. Yeah, like, that's the ego of oh, mine. Yeah, yeah, I get, oh man, I'm the only one with problems. Everyone else has this perfect <laughs> life. Uh, Will's over there living a perfect life. Lindsay, you know, any other great people with kids, right, uh, right. they've got it all figured out. Meanwhile, I'm over here in this freaking chaos cesspool. <laughs> and, <laughs> there you go. Not, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a great right. way to describe your life, John. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's the human experience, right? It is chaotic right, right. And, it's, and it's lovely. It's messy, but it's, it's, we have to love that mess and that chaos. But uh, she goes on further. They ignore their interconnections with others and instead feel that they are the only ones in the world who are suffering. Mm. Self-pity tends to emphasize egocentric feelings of separation from others and exaggerate the extent of personal suffering. So self-compassion is not that. Self-compassion mm. is not self-indulgence. Remember right. that being compassionate to oneself means that you want to be happy and healthy in the long term. In many cases, just giving oneself pleasure may harm well-being, such as taking drugs, overeating, being a mm. couch potato, while giving yourself health and lasting happiness often involves a certain amount of displeasure, such as quitting smoking, losing weight exercising so self-compassion does not equal self-indulgence and then finally the she says self-compassion is not self-esteem although self-compassion may seem similar they are different self-esteem refers to our sense of self-worth perceived value or how much we like ourselves while there is little doubt that low self-esteem is problematic and often leads to depression and lack of motivation trying to have a higher self-esteem can also be problematic like if you've got a self uh, low self-esteem and someone comes up and they're like hey you need to work on your self-esteem that just doesn't work right? right so in modern western culture self-esteem is often based on how much we are different from others how special right. we are how much this we mind again out. it's right yeah. it's yeah mm -hmm. it's that ego right yeah ego separating control. energy yes yeah. hey we are here everybody else is there they are the others yeah. and it is not okay in this in this self-esteem world it is not okay to be average we feel that we have to be above mm -hmm. average in everything and she makes this great point in the book uh, not so much in these notes that there have to be some people that are below average there have to be some people that are average and there have to be some people that are above average but you're not going to be above average in everything and not everybody can be above average in everything all the time so we have to realize that that's often the self-esteem um, and that self-absorbed kind of way of thinking so self-defeating it sounds like yeah because you know, you're yeah. never going to be on top and you're always it's like it's like a constant competitive attitude nature right. energy the way of connecting to the world it's just like i gotta win 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 right. win crush and what what does it take to win and what are the words that we kind of typically hear you know it's like i'll oh, crush the competition I'm gonna beat right. them up i'm like you know right. or pulverize them you know it's just like yep. and, and and it's honestly what are you doing you're just that's the way that you're on the inside that's what's going on for you Right. You know what I mean, I need to crush this. You're comparing this or, yourself. Yeah. yeah, you're comparing yeah. yourself to what you should be, or, or what you did yesterday, uh, or what you did yesterday, you did. Yeah. Right. right, or what you have been in the past, and it's it's this constant comparing. Mm -hmm. uh, so, in contrast to self esteem, self compassion is not based on self evaluations. Mm. People feel compassion for this, themselves because all human beings deserve this compassion and understanding, not because they possess some particular set of traits not because they're pretty not because they're smart not because they're talented they deserve this self-compassion and then you deserve this self-compassion so i wanted to make sure as we're talking about this kind of like people may perceive this word as as kind of soft um and they, yep. they, they they may perceive it as something it's not i wanted to make sure we used kristen neff's kind of mm -hmm. outline there to describe what it is not now that all said, let's talk about how to cultivate it in ourselves. Yep. Yep. So I'm sure through your C care course, you've been talking about that. Let's three talk steps, about that. brother. Three yeah. steps. The three steps. Okay. Um, and, and this is again dose dependence, a work in progress. There's a. So first is being aware of our suffering. So you, we, I, you know, I would, the first those meditations I've been doing on at 6:30 p.m. on Insight Timer, like the. the uh, like the first, I don't know, the first several weeks that I, that I started doing this, I think I started like five or six weeks ago Well, I did this self-compassion meditation. Right. Nice. And, and you can do, you know, and you can do this. I, I I'll, I, I will eventually, I promise uh, you and our audience that I will do, um, a self-compassion meditation, uh, on our, and I'll put it on the platform for us. Heck for yeah. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So first is being aware of our suffering. Okay. So therefore we got to go, we got to get quiet. We got to sit, we got to breathe. We got to go on the inside. Right. Mm -hmm. We need to also what, what's in, what's interesting about suffering is we have to be aware of know that we're suffering. We need to develop eventually this like emotional vocabulary for what our suffering is, because the more specific we are, the more we can identify it, the more we can bring our own compassion and begin to heal it. So acknowledging our suffering or, you know, which is an illness or a disappointment um, 
uh, and then you know at at the physical levels, not just mentally, right? At the somatically, right? So we should mm. br- bring bring uh, Jay Fields back on and talk yeah. about the somatic body, right? Because it's, it's all like I can feel, like I mean, I, when I, I feel anxiety a certain way, I feel fuck. Even just say I feel lost in a certain way. It's just oh god, you know, I, and I feel you know agitation or rage in a different way in my body, you know. Uh, so we have to, we have to begin to identify these things, um, uh, and we acknowledge in our body. Uh, so that is, those are, and also this is important, and this is this is a work in progress. And what I'm going to do next, John, I'm going to I'm going to go uh, after the CKRS course and study NVC, nonviolent communication, mm-hmm. and the, the one of the greatest contributions that Marshall Rosenberg has brought to the world is. The fact that uh, we are um, our needs, and and uh, most of us are the way we express ourselves, the way we begin to communicate in the world, or the way we act in the world is a tragic expression of an unmet need. And I was like, "Whoa, right?" A tragic expression yeah. of un- unmet need. So once we get to know what that need is and need on the inside, then we can go out actually go out and do something about that. We have a they give us a whole list of like eighty words of like all different needs in like in like six or seven different categories. Like really fascinating to go down that and realize like, oh, when I'm feeling, when I'm suffering, a need is not being met. And if I know what that need is, then I can actively go out and satisfy that need. So that's like the first step here of, of, of self-compassion. Second, which I really love, and it comes back to empathy, right, is a recognition of common humanity. Mm, you kind yep. of touched on it a little bit yeah, earlier, John. Like, talks about that right. one too. Yeah, and this is huge. Like, I've been doing this meditation. Every time that I realize that I'm not the only one suffering in this world, I'm not the only one that has suffered in this particular way, you know, considering all the billions of human beings that came before right. us, right? right? And all the billion, apparently I just saw an article, 8 billion people now on the planet. Of the 8 billion souls wow. that are on this world, someone is suffering ex- almost exactly like you are, but just in a different place, right? Yeah. And just having that common humanity begins to draw a sense of empathy on the inside. It's like, oh, wait, there's there's like, I'm connected to others. I'm connected, you know, I'm connected. There's like a common humanity that, that really helps us to, it just it helps me as I'm going through this course to realize that it gets me out of my egocentric suffering. It's like, Oh, you know, it's like all about me, whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so this is notes here. Someone else has been here too. I'm not alone in this relief. It's relief uh, for not being alone. This is that, mm. you know, recognition of common humanity growth within the heart, right? So your heart begins to expand, which is great. Coming back to the heart energy, right? Uh, the unifying, the heart begins to expand because of the empathy of just the, just the, mental recognition that you're not alone and what it does it keeps us away from isolating hiding uh and not talking about it okay right. so that's what you know a common humanity does because um and, yeah and so then, enough with mm-hmm. with the common humanity she because this is also within her recommendations on how to develop that self-compassion she says it's recognizing that all humans are flawed we are right. all works in progress that everyone fails makes mistakes and experiences hardship in life. And at, at some point in the book, she's like, oh, wait. <laughs> it's, it, she has a little sarcasm that she injects as though she's speaking to God or her heavenly being or whatever. And she says, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought I ordered the life that was free of flaw <laughs> and free of challenges and free Good of obstacles. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's <laughs> no such thing, right? There's no such thing. And, and she talks about specifically like, um, being on a playground and looking around and, and, you know, realizing that all these mothers and fathers who are there with their kids, they've all got their own unique challenges, but they have challenges within parenting. Mm-hmm. And then those children have challenges um, as a child and they will have more challenges through their lives. None of us are going to make it through this life without challenges. None of us are going to make it through this life without failures, without falling on our face, without beating ourselves up. So we need to find how to cultivate this self-compassion. So it's, I love that yeah. common humanity piece. Yeah. So last one, man, I know I rambled on there for a second. No, 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 you know, never ramble, John. I mean, I, I love when you're flowing. Uh, you know, but also it's that that common humanity. It's like we're not alone, man, and we're going to be more willing to talk about it, and, and you know, it just and just to and to do something about it. You know, and, and it's as men, I feel we really suffer with with 
not talking about our problems, not talking about our feelings, not talking about our struggles in some ways. And, you know, I, I know I have a, a lot of men in my family that, and, and a lot of friends that, that, I, that I've known throughout the years that just refuse to admit their problems. And maybe sure. that common humanity, like I'm not the only man that has ever suffered this way, could definitely do something that could just allow you to just let go of the ego and kind of step into, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know who we are. Uh, right. or, you know, our, our common humanity. So last one is, is, is self-kindness and self-mentoring. So these are, these are two parts of this last, uh, of this third key here to developing self-compassion, self-kindness and self-mentoring. And this is what it looks like. Um, how can I be kind to myself? That's really kind of like the question here in this case. Um, uh, you know, it's, you guys are, everything's popping. Okay, how can I be more kind to myself? Uh, what can I say to myself that will be comforting? Okay, so in that moment, what can I say to myself that will be comforting? So keywords, right? Or sorry, sorry so kind. So not I can't read my own notes. So kind words that are assuring, kind words that are supportive and loving to yourself, right? When you when you so again, we identify first. We uh, we identify that we're suffering. There's an unmet need somewhere in that suffering, right? We have the common humanity, and then we begin to coach ourselves into deeper compassion by being loving, kind to ourselves, supportive, and and assuring, and helpful self talk, right? So what again can you say to yourself if you're if you're having a tough time that that is going to be uh, loving and kind. Um, and it isn't, uh, you know, instead of tearing yourself down, that, that self-flagellation. So uh, that is, um, yeah, yeah. And then actually, and then, of course, they go into self-compassion versus self-esteem, which really helped me to um, to really open up because I'm a big, I, I, I didn't realize I'm a big self-esteem guy, really sure. big self-esteem guy. And that, and that really, you know, and there's a lot of ego in that. You know, because I'm always trying to be like, oh, I'm better than that person, better than this person, better than that. You know, I didn't do that. Uh, ha ha ha. You know, and just right. like almost like laughing in the face of other people's failures or, or you know, or demise in some ways. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, no, I didn't fuck that up. Yeah, it's like, Kristen whoa, that like, that quite a bit. In, yeah, in that is world. exactly the opposite. The opposite. Yeah. The opposite. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so if you notice yourself got. doing that and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, don't beat yourself up. Right. Notice it and then take a step back and reverse it. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly. so the, the kind words towards yourself, the kind words towards your uh, towards others. If you notice something opposite happening, notice it. Don't beat yourself up and reverse it. I think yeah. that's critical, man. And so. if you're really, you know, if you're out there and it can be a very critical or judgmental person, you know, maybe a great place to start is not voicing that criticism and that judgment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like keep it on the inside to start and, and or, you know, or. Or maybe, you know, it would be helpful, John, to understand where you kind of are. And then they give a whole, there's actually a compassion survey. I, maybe Kristen Neff has it on her website. I'm sure she does. She does. So you can she just does. actually, it's like 26 questions or something like that. You can see where yeah. you are in the compassion you, scale yep. based on like four or five different types of, or, or, or aspects of your life, whether it's relationship, it's yourself, uh, the world, the environment, and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you know, so if you are somebody that is, could be very critical, very judgmental, or maybe considered mean in some ways, it's like, you know, it's going to, it starts with self-awareness it, and maybe just asking someone that's very close, it's like, you know, am I an asshole <laughs> or like, can I, you know, I mean, could I be a little kinder in this particular circumstance or situation or something like that, you know, or maybe just look at your life and it's just like, if you don't have any really close friends or really deep conversations with people, then, you know, maybe there's something to, for, to be said there. You know what right. I mean? Because maybe they, you know, I, I don't really want to share myself and my and my darkness or whatever else is coming through me or my emotions with somebody that is just gonna like, you know, like self-flagellate me <laughs> or flagellate <laughs> me with their words, you know. And then I'm right. like, you know, so um, we're gonna talk about on one of our episodes in toxic relationships, which yeah, that's uh, our very next coming one coming up very soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything yeah. else, John? I think we can we can. No, anything I think, else uh, you want to say? I'm going to roll well, through uh, the notes. Well, go ahead. I think uh, I think that's a good place to to end it, right? We've defined it. We've talked about ways to notice it and be aware of it, and then ways yeah. to to help to bring that self compassion into your life um, without right. without the self pity, without the the self esteem, without the ego. So, uh, yeah, no, I think we've done a good job covering yeah. it. Uh, you know, if you want more information, we're going to have that 
uh, some of those books and resources in the in the notes, and we'll have it on our website. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Neff is a fantastic person to read about this stuff from, listen to her videos or watch yeah. her videos and whatever else. Um, so no, I think this is a good place to, yeah. to wrap it up, and, man. And and see, care is a great course. This eight week oh, course sure. is, is very thorough. Uh, it's only like 425 bucks for eight weeks. It was like rather inexpensive for, you know, two hours, you know, ever uh, once a week for eight weeks, uh, which is go. good. And, you know, and one thing I will say, like, because they talk about this in the program, it's like if you want to maybe you're a little intimidated or scared to practice self-compassion because you will be seen as weak. Go into the people that you're closest with, whether it's like your spouse or your mother or a sibling and and uh, maybe start to exercise and, and, and up your dose dependency you know, in order to understand what it's like to communicate from the heart, to speak from the heart, because it's ve- it's amazing when you do. It's just like boom. That's when people go, "Oh, I felt that." <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's because it's boom. It just comes from this energetic, and they're, you know, heart math is talking about or, for years studying the electromagnetic frequency of the heart and how we're all yeah. interconnected through the heart and through the mind. So it's like when you're speaking from this heartful, loving, compassionate place, people really receive, people really learn. So. Uh, but let's do this. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Yeah, cool. yeah, I love it, man. Love it. Love where your Thanks. head's at. Love where your heart's at. Yeah. So good stuff, Thanks. man. Yeah, you want to wrap it up with a, a closing uh, practice? Yeah, let's just take a couple of breaths, guys, and we'll finish this off. So ground yourself. Close the eyes if you can. Let's exhale the breath out. Well, let's take a moment. We'll just put your uh, little, like your little hand over your heart, or maybe both hands over your heart. Just take a couple of breaths here and just feel the pulse of your heart. And the deeper you kind of get into the heart and to don't stop thinking of it as the mind will, it's just an organ <laughs> that like keeps us alive and keep the, the brain functioning. The more relax, taking those deeper breaths, and the more we get into this heart that we all have, We can really create such a wonderful life for ourselves in the present moment and a wonderful future for us, ourselves, and also a past that we're probably less likely to regret. And it comes from this place in the heart, so uh, we'll offer up that self-compassion meditation. There's no shortage of uh, loving-kindness meditations out there, so maybe that is a great path forward. Let's take a big giant breath in. Hold at the top, feel the heart for a moment. Exhale, let it go. We'll do one more inhale. Exhale, let it go. Awesome. Open the eyes when you're ready. That's great, John. Right on, brother. Uh, yeah. Well- yeah, thank you. Thank you for helping me to learn how to be more self-compassionate. And for our listeners, our audience, hopefully this has been helpful to you. Um, yeah. you know, thank you for joining us today. We sincerely yeah. appreciate you and you're, yeah. you're tuning in. If you feel that this is something that has been important to you or you're, you may be able to share with others, please do so. You know, Share mm-hmm. it with your friends, your family, your colleagues, whoever you think could benefit. And then please give us a review and subscribe to the podcast and check us out on YouTube. And until next time, it's been wonderful being with you. Until next time, peace. Peace, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you walk away with some new tools and insights to guide you on your life journey. New episodes are being published every week, so please join us again for some meaningful discussion. For more information, please check out mentalkingmindfulness.com.